back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and, as always, my very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, man? I am coming to grips, Joel. It's, we- it's real, it's happening. This will be the last podcast we record where we live in a pre-Switch world. Yeah, yeah. It's this is this is BS. So I'm good. Switch. BS. I don't. I mean, I mean, we could say that, but I don't want. I don't want to say this is a BS podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> but it is a little BS that we don't have the switch now. It, that's, it is. That, that's my feelings. Um, well, I mean, I'm afraid we have to wait a week longer. I know. Not even a week, Karen. I know it's, it's like not even a week. This time next week, days? I will have already lost myself in Zelda. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So stay tuned for next week's episode where it's just going to be a fucking Switch Zelda blowout. It'll be like. Half Zelda, and then the other half will just be like talking about the Switch, and maybe yeah. I'm, I'm what you know what? Joel, we can talk about what we're gonna get besides Zelda later because there's a lot more options popping up each day. There is, there is. I think I, that's there's there's already like two, three other games that I actually want to pick up on launch. There's, so there's I might least, even pick up something else. There's at least four that I'm looking like. There's besides Zelda, there's Zelda and like three others. I'm like, oh, I can't mm. afford all of you on day one. I know. Damn it. Oh, yep. I still got some JB vouchers there. Maybe I'll pick up some Nintendo credit and just Ooh, not a bad choice. It. Wouldn't be a bad choice. That's that's what I'm thinking. Um, especially because I, I was going to get a uh, charging Joy-Con controller thing, um, but now I'm like, there's 20 hours battery life in the Joy-Con, so fuck it. I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, and like they'll be charging the whole time they're docked as well. Exactly. So like, there's no there's no real need for me to. To lash out at forty dollars on that, and I nah. can put that forty dollars and buy snipper clips or something. But snipper clips, so glad it's a launch mm-hmm. game. Oh yeah, me too. Now it's um, but we'll get to that a bit later. But uh, shall we uh, get into what we've been playing? Sure thing, Joel. Why don't you, awesome. you kick us off this week? It's not going to take very long. <laughs> I have not played. I've played stuff, but it's not nothing new. Like we've been playing a lot of Overwatch again. Um, I've got my goal rank just before the season I, ended. Literally the day it happened. I quite literally on my hands and knees, like dragged my sorry carcass yep. into platinum. Oh yes, Kyron. Yes, I was I was present for that. That was it was a good night. You got platinum, I got gold. It was it was a very it was, an, it was a night, night of ups. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of good matches. We had some terrible ones as well, a couple in the, the days leading up to it, but um Yes, we had some yeah. real bad ones. It was uh, it was good to dive back into Overwatch again. Like I mean it always is. It's always fun. It's like it's like putting on those like comfy trackies when you get home from work, you're like ah there's just, and especially, especially competitive. There's just something about competitive. Mm, yeah, and especially because, like, for the most part, we had at least five of us, four or five of us playing. So we nearly had a full team, and, and there were times when we did have a full team, and it was it was amazing. Like, they were the nights where we were really doing some good stuff. Um, but, yeah, so I've been, you know, diving a bit of Overwatch. I played a little bit more Yakuza 0. I was, like, chipping away at that um, very, very slowly. But uh, this week... Uh, as you know, I only just recently got a new laptop. Again, shout out to Anthony. Thank you very much. You are a lifesaver. Hero um, of the podcast. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, cool. And uh, I got a notification of a new Humble Bundle that came out, which was uh, the Civilization Humble Bundle. Now, in that, if you paid, I think if you paid like $25, you got like everything I'm going to mention later, but you got Civilization Beyond Earth as well. Which I hear is not very good. So I was like, ah, I don't want that. See, Beyond Earth, I thought, when I first picked it up, I was like, yeah, this is great. It's, it's new sieve, it's fun, but it's like I very, very quickly just, I don't know, I hit a wall and the game, I just didn't care. Not like Civ Five, which is a game that I could play until the end of time. 
yeah so uh, if i pay if you pay above the average which i think at the time i purchased it was like seven dollars 80 us which worked out to just under ten dollars um you get Civ five and all its expansions that is and such I, a good deal yeah and i was like well look, you know what i played the there was a free weekend for Civ like a while ago and i played like the tutorial and realized i couldn't save and i'd, I'd wasted five hours of my life playing that i couldn't save Ooh. um and so I didn't touch it again, but I enjoyed what I played. So I thought, fuck it, why not? Let's dive into it. And after a lot of tinkering and, and messing around with settings and, and different things and trying to get it to run at all or properly, um, it seems to be running okay. And I played a little bit last night. I, a very, very little bit. Like I've, I've, again, just I dived into the tutorial and just got myself familiar with things again. I'm like, oh, okay, I think I remember how stuff works, but I think I'm just going to jump into like the campaigns and just like truck through them and and uh see how i go and hopefully if i can turn like tutorials on so if something new happens i can be like all right cool let's read about that um but it was all pretty self-explanatory um so yeah that's it's really fun like uh, if you don't own civilization 5 and you you want to uh that that bundle is still live i'm sure for probably another week or so um maybe even another couple of weeks it's uh, it's great value, and I think it also comes with it comes with Civ Four and its expansion as well. Civ Four is is really good. It's definitely a lot more complicated than Civ Five. Right, it's really good. Awesome. Uh, it's also since we're not going to talk about it in actuality, don't forget, Joel, that uh, Australia is finally coming to Civ Six. It is, yeah, that's pretty damn cool. Like, it's and pretty... is it, it's um, what's his name? It's uh, Curtin. John... Curtin. Yeah. John Curtin. Yeah, he's going to be uh the the leader. Pretty nifty um, that will be that's there. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, but I think the bundle also comes with... I think it comes with like a 25% off... 20% off the base game of Civ Six on Steam and a 25% off voucher for the deluxe version. So if you play Civ Five and you've got a computer that can run Civ Six and you go, oh, I kind of like this, maybe I'll get the new one so I can play as Australia, you get a bit of a discount on it, which is cool as well. That's a, that is a um, good deal. I'm a huge advocate for the, the Humble Bundle. Um... I remember when they first launched, I bought, I think, the first four or five religiously. As soon as a new one came out, I was like, yep, done. And from that, I played games like Hotline Miami and oh, what else was there as well that I played? So many different weird games that I played like so many hours of and uh, and would not have played had it not been for like Humble Bundle. Uh, and then I died off a little bit because, you know, I already had most of the indie games that were worth playing and that I was actually interested in. So I didn't bother playing them anymore or, or buying them, but it's great. Like it's a good way to support charities, like different charities, and you can. I love the fact that, that you get the three sliders, so you can decide how much goes to the humble bundle staff, how much goes to the game devs, and how much goes to the charity of choice for that selected bundle. Um, and they've done really cool stuff. Like um, there's like been coding bundles as well, where you get like coding software and like tutorial software that shows you how to use it. Um, there's been like lots of ebook bundles and audiobook bundles and then they've got like android mobile ones that are games that you can play on steam but are also available on mobile so you get the option to play uh it on both there was uh, also that then, really good one recently that supported the aclu as well in america yeah and it was amazing it was like 30 dollars us and you there got was a lot of shit in that bundle everything basically from like the last 12 months that were even it's longer crazy. like that was worth playing it's like the witness and all these really great games um it's a good bundle and yeah, it was also going to a fucking excellent cause. So, um, and then it was also the Nintendo bundle as well, which is interesting. Yeah, that bundle was good. I ended up picking yeah. it up. Which I, I mean, it's, it, it's the reason I played uh, 
Shante and the Pirates Curse, and if you listen to that episode, I talked, I you know, in such high regard about that game because it was great. I really enjoyed that game. I played it from start to finish you know, over a couple of weeks, and it was just my go-to game for a couple of weeks. When I sit down on the couch and I watch, chuck a podcast on the TV, and I just play that game because it was so much fun. I haven't got around to buying um, Half Genie Hero yet, but it's it's in my wish list on the PSN. So well, hey, maybe it'll come to Switch. If it does, I'll absolutely buy it on the Switch. Like I think 100%. I think it'll come to Switch. Like the other Shantae's have come to Wii U, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so it'll I, come to Switch. I definitely think so. And if it does, yeah, I, I will be picking that up on that. But um, the other game I've been playing this week, Karen, and again, I only played a little bit of it, but previously to this week, I have played a lot of this game, more than I probably would be uh, proud to admit, I guess, when you know the context of the game. Uh, and that game is Honey Pop. You went back to Honey Pop. I went back to Honey Pop, Karen, because you know what? That game is fucking great. Um, now, for those of you who don't know what Honey Pop is, uh, Honey Pop is a match three puzzle game, which sounds pretty innocent and family friendly and fun, right? Well, there is a dating simulator element to it as well. And not just any dating simulator. It's basically how many of these anime girls can you fuck? Um... And yeah, that's it. So you use the, the match three mechanics are used to sort of go on dates with the girls. And so you talk to them beforehand and try and find out all different information about them so you can give them better gifts and, and know what, what moves you need to do in terms of like what gems you need to be focusing on in the other uh, dates part. Then you go on a date with them. Um, and yeah, the match three mechanics sort of, there's a bar that you have to fill basically. Once you fill that bar, the date was a success. And if you don't fill that bar in a specific amount of moves, the date is a failure. Um, and then, yeah, it's basically a lot of talking to these girls and, and all this sort of stuff. And they all have different relationships with each other. Like uh, two of the girls, there's like a, a like a like a college girl who's like you know typical anime schoolgirl outfit kind of thing. And you're like, all right, cool. But then you can also romance her mother as well. Um, and yeah, if you get to certain points with after you're successful on a date, they will send you a photo, and the photos get um, more and more explicit as the game goes on. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically it. But the the fact of the matter is, the match three puzzle element of it is really solid. It is like one of those like free to play mobile games, except it's not free to play. You can play it for as long as you want, and there's no like paywall that you're going to hit. Um, which is always and, good. Exactly, yeah. And it's really fun. Um, and, like, it's very, like, I guess tongue-in-cheek or tongue firmly planted all the way through the cheek and out onto the side of the face. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's pretty, it's definitely uh, not safe for work uh, worthy. But, I mean, if you're interested in that kind of thing, I mean, it was something I'd ummed and about for so long, and it was when we went to RTX Sydney last year, and we spoke to Lawrence from Funhouse about it, and I mentioned to him about, because he, he's like the resident anime game, like, creepy anime girl game, gamer of Funhouse, and um, I mentioned to him, I was like, I'm really looking, I'm, I'm kind of interested in Honey Pop, like, what's what's your take on it? He's like, it's great. He's like, if, if you're into that kind of thing, he said, it's awesome. You should absolutely buy Honey Pop. Don't feel bad about it. Like, if you're interested in it, absolutely buy that game. And I was like, you know what? I fucking will. And it was like $12 or something. So I took the plunge and I played it a lot. Um, and to the point where my wife saw me playing it 
And normally this sort of situation would be like, oh, the missus caught you playing weird anime porn girl game sort of thing. And I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, you know what? She turned around and actually went to drive, like, wanted to play it herself. Um, she kind of got into it a little bit as well. And she even went the next step and bought Honeycam Studio, which was that, that, that uh, developer's next game. Yeah. And she played that a lot. Um, and yeah, the, that game, you know, from the names, basically you running a, like a cam girl studio. Um, and it's a, a, like a clicker but you're running a cam girl studio and it's got all the same characters pretty much and a couple of extra ones, I think, but from honey pop. Um, so like, it's like, I don't know whether the, the guy's doing another game or anything like that. And he's going to like have those characters again, but it was kind of cool seeing those characters with a different art style as well, slightly and, um, different character models of those characters. Um, but look, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the type of game where you would look at it and, and go, oh god, really? But it is actually a pretty good game, and I am, uh, you know what? I'm not ashamed of the fact that I enjoy that game. I mean, I don't think you, I, should, you should never really feel ashamed of the games you like. No, no, and that's the thing. Like, it's there are far worse things out there to be playing. Like, it's not like you're forcing these girls to do anything or anything like that. Like, I mean, sometimes you, you like there's a mechanic of buying them drinks so that they give you more. Um, like XP basically, but that's about as like nefarious as it gets. I think. Um, yeah, these girls you're you're taking them on dates, you're getting to know them, and you're you're talking to them. So it's I don't know. It's, the basic story is that uh, you you meet a love fairy, and she's pretty like crass, um, and she basically says, "Look, I'm going to get you. I'm basically going to get you laid. Um, I'm going to help you out because I need you to help me out." You know, all right, cool. So you basically go through and just talk to all those girls, um, and yeah, it's it it is a lot of fun. I actually kind of enjoy that game, so it's good to sort of dive back into it again. It's like you can run it in windowed mode. It's it so you can quickly alt tab between it if you're I mean, really that worried about it. But it doesn't seem like a high demand. Like it's not a demanding game by any. No, by no, any no, no. It's like there's no, there's no like full like no fully animated cutscenes or anything like that. Like, no 4K visuals. No, 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 no! It's not going to melt your PC or anything like that. But it's it's great. I, if you're morbidly curious about that, I, I encourage you to check it out. It's really good. But I mean, that's about it for me this week. I haven't really played anything else. I played a bit more Gunman Taco Truck on the phone. Um, and yeah, apart from that, that's I'm really boring this week. I'm just saving myself for next week, Karen. Oh, John, next week is going to be oh. insane. Oh, oh. But, Karen, tell me what you've been playing. All right. Well, I mean, I, for the most part, I'm similar to you. I haven't played anything brand spanking new this week, really. It's yep. just I've been revisiting other stuff in preparation for next week. Right. Uh, first up, I'll talk about Ghost Recon Wildlands, the open beta that's live oh, this weekend. Right. I played about 15 minutes solo of this. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So I played about an hour solo uh, on, it must have been Friday morning. Right. I I didn't care. I just couldn't care about the game. It was like yeah. the shooting was competent and it wasn't that it was bad. It just kind of was eh, to me. Like it, it I didn't, like, eh. didn't grab me. It was, it was like, it was, it, I, I found from like the very, very limited 15 minutes that I played um, before I was like, no, I want to play this with people. And now I realize that there's not going to be any chance for me to play with anyone. So um, like I, I, I felt like it, the shooting felt good, 
like it felt good but i mean i only played again for 15 minutes so i don't know whether after a while that would be you get some sort of fatigue from it but so we should we should probably talk briefly about how it plays in case you have no idea like you're sitting there going what the heck is ghost recon wildlands right it's an open world game from ubisoft of course yes Uh, surprising no one it is exactly a huge map seems quite large like when when the final version comes out it seems huge packed with missions basically you can play it single player with three ais or co-op like four four player co-op and you just roll around this world doing missions uh you can it allows you to approach it very tactically like it's it's obviously limited with the ai you can do stuff like set up sync shots which is basically where you tell an ai partner to shoot someone and then you can shoot another person at the same time yeah you know the usual sort of stuff it, it is a like it is a ghost recon game. Yeah, so there exactly. is that tactical I mean, element. Sort to of it, in, yeah. in title only at this point I'd say, but Yeah, yeah. But uh different direction. Yeah. So but if you if you played the division, I guess is the most recent example, you sort of know what yeah. to expect. Like it's Ubisoft still is sort of rolling a lot of their games into one, for better or worse. Uh, yeah. For example, I don't I I never played Watch Dogs two, but when I was using the drone in Wildlands, I imagine that's how it's sort of controlled in Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, I feel like it, I, I, it felt better in Watch Dogs 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it felt way better in Watch Dogs 2. Um, I don't know. I just, I fucking Watch Dogs 2 is such a good game. But, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it, it, it wasn't that it was bad. It just wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't gripping until, Joel. <laughs> Tonight, I jumped in for about... Probably about an hour, hour and a half with my housemate Brennan, who we had on the right. podcast last year. Yes. And let's just say that we played it a lot like GTA Online. Yes. Uh, missions were, you know, accomplished. Not necessarily <laughs> in the most orthodox ways, but they were accomplished. Quote, unquote, accomplished. Accomplished. But it was basically like our our boss was like, you did what we asked you to do eventually. So I guess he did it. <laughs> you, you died a lot and... You would you would get in a car with Brendan, and because he liked to be in the back or in the in the side, like so he could hang out and shoot. So <laughs> I would be driving, and I'd be like, "Yep, just trying to do a three point turn here, Brendan." Uh, sort of reverse off a cliff and jump out of a car, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd just be in the back, helplessly rolling down the hill. Uh, pretty funny, must admit. Probably the coolest thing we did that we had a lot of fun doing was uh, we got in a helicopter, and mm. I was I was piloting. And he was sitting on the little those little side seats, just shooting out, and we just like sort of hung out next to a base. And he was just like sniping people from three hundred meters away. We're like, "Cool, cleared the base, guys." <laughs> Turns out that you know they they weren't super suspicious of the, the helicopter flying three hundred meters away, which they would definitely have been able to hear. But whatever. Oh yeah, I well, watched. You know, see, it's not like the skyline's like clustered or anything like that that you could hide behind anything. Plus, like our, it's... our chopper had its lights on. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, you know, it's so I, you know, first. I don't feel bad for you know they they had it coming. Then they clearly weren't very switched on. <laughs> but so yeah, like playing at co-op, it was immediately so much better. Yeah, so much so, so that like uh, the servers went down for maintenance at about uh, must have been about eleven thirty or twelve o'clock, and we both got kicked to the offline world, and our three AI buddies spawned, and we basically were just like, oh. Okay, and we just closed it down. Because <laughs> this isn't what I want anymore. Why, why go back to AI when you can have a friend, really? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like from from all the let's plays I've watched, I think the best one was um, 
the kind of funny one from like their their like closed like behind closed doors event thing that they went to for Ghost Recon Recon Wildlands. There, it's like it's like fifty minutes long, and it's really good. Like it's it's the first time they sort of like, well, one of the first times they've they've uh, like made the transition, I guess, into multicam let's plays and like long long play let's plays, um, and it's really good. It's really funny. There's one part where, it much like you with the car, like you know, reversing up the cliff and you jumping out, and Brendan just rolling down the hill. There was one where. I think all four of them were in a chopper and they were getting shot at and then they sort of moved away and the chopper was starting to smoke and they're like, all right, cool. And like one guy was like, ah, oh, I'm going to jump out. I think Colin was like, yeah, um, or not Colin. I think Kevin was like, I'm going to jump out. And Nick was like, yeah, I'm following you. It's fine. We'll jump out. And like Tim and Greg were still in there and Tim was on the side and Greg was piloting. And I think Greg said like very quietly, he's like, yeah, I'm going to jump out too. Like after a while, like didn't really make it known. Like I'm jumping out of the helicopter now. And he jumped out and was like, and then, like, 30 seconds later, it cuts to Tim's screen, and it's just, like, spiraling out of the controller. He's like, whoa, Greg, we're spiraling here. And, and Greg goes, oh, yeah, I jumped out. I, I said it, but I, didn't, I guess you didn't hear me. And Tim just goes, ah! And, like, jumps out the side, like, bails just before he hits the ground. He's like, oh, oh God. So I tell was... you what, the helicopter stuff is pretty fun. Yeah. We discovered pretty early on, because you can press circle to change seats. Okay. So, like, if you're sitting on the little side seats, like, you just shuffle along. Or if you're yep. in a pilot seat, you'll swap to the passenger seat and vice versa. The second... So if you're a pilot and you press circle and the second you change seats, it immediately spirals. So I, would, <laughs> I was just doing it to spook Brendan. Like I just shuffled it to the passenger seat and we just... The, the, the beeping would start and we're spinning. He's like, oh God, oh God. I'm like, no, oh, just kidding. I'm still here. It's all good. You can trust me. You shouldn't have let it's me fine. fly the helicopter though. <laughs> but yeah, from what I could tell, it, it definitely seems like a game that is like built for multiplayer and oh, built yeah. for that co-op experience. And like, you know that's what? where the fun in that game is. You know what? If it was coming out at a different time, I would probably get it just yeah. if I could gather three friends, but it's coming out at a really bad time. Like a and really thing, like, bad time. That's the thing. If it were, if it wasn't coming out at the time it is coming out, like you, me and Brendan would have all picked that up. I think we would have. Cause and yeah, we, we absolutely ha- would have played that game. We were mostly just cackling whilst yeah. playing it tonight. We did again. And we we technically achieved missions, some missions, but yeah, and like we would have, we would have played it like uh, for like two, three weeks solid, and then we might have traded it in for something else, or we might have just like put it back on the shelf, like that. W- and that, but that we wouldn't regret it because that two, three weeks would have been hilarious fun. Yeah, um, we were discussing it, and we had we very much got the same vibes we had from when we played Dead Island one and two. Yep, which was just like the game. Those games weren't good. I'm not going to yep. stand here and be like, no, Dead Island one and Dead Island Riptide are good games. Yeah, they were pretty funny when we played them, though. Like, it's like holy crap! Fun games. They're not good games. They're fun. And that's, yeah, exactly. And like, they were fun for a specific reason. You yeah. make you, basically we made our own fun, and it got yeah. us through them. And I like, think well, we could get through Wildlands. Oh yeah, well, it was like when GTA Online launched. Oh like, man, you and I played that like every night because it was when we were both finishing work at about the same time. We finish at midnight. We'd come home like. I'd have something to eat, you'd have something to eat, and then, like, 1am, we'd be like, alright, let's play, and we'd play let's for, play like, three GTA. or four hours, and we just fucking cause chaos in that city. And then when we, again, when the heists launched for it, we all, like, there was, like, four, like, all four of us jumped back in, it was, like, you, me, Brendan, and, and Brendan's girlfriend, Naomi, we all jumped in, 
and like did all the heists and that was so much was fun. fun like i'm so excited for what red dead online is going to be like oh boy yeah we are going to really be a sweet posse of cowboys oh god yeah i'm oh god that's going to be so much fun but uh yeah so you know it's a shame it's not coming out at a better time Beta's do you think that ga- uh, do you, do you think that that game is coming out to die basically at the time it's coming out i don't think ubisoft intends for it to die no i honestly don't but it's coming what is it's like the first week of March, isn't it? It's yeah. It's like it's it's sandwich. I think it's sandwiched right between uh, Zelda and Horizon, and then subsequently oh, Mass Effect. Boy. Like those three games alone are like that's insane. Like I'm we, both of us are, are foregoing Horizon, which is getting stellar reviews, and I really want to play, but we're both not buying because it's like I don't have time to play it because we've got yeah. Zelda, then Mass Effect, which we're both getting now, and then. Three weeks later, we've got Persona Five. That's like three at least forty-hour games. There, yeah, at so least it's coming out March seventh. Wow, which that's if you insane. want, to, so obviously for the reasons stated, that's a bad, you know, a bad thing to do. But also, add on, you can sprinkle on some extra things that I've got to worry about, Joel. Oh yeah, because later in March there is Dark Souls DLC. Yes, and there is Final Fantasy Fifteen DLC. Yeah, and, and like it's a, that's the Gladiolus, Gladiolus one, isn't it? Gladiolus, yeah. And mm. do you know what else comes out on March seventh? Oh, what, Kyron? And it, and I it kills me because I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick it up. Mm. But it's freaking near Automata. Oh my god, it is too. It's around oh. that. It's around that time. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can pick up near, and it kills me. It kills and me that's, inside. That's the thing because, like, we're like Ghost Recon's not even going to factor into like our time when we've got time to play games like new games. Like, oh, I'll go back and revisit that because yeah. first, the first game I'm going to go back and revisit is Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon is like yeah, top of the things that I need to go back to. And then secondly, that's going to be near Automata because yeah. like that game, that demo was excellent. Like and you know, and you know what? By the time we do that. It'll be E3, and there'll be new stuff, and yeah, we'll just never get oh, to Wildlands. So oh, we just won't. We won't. I think no matter what, we probably wouldn't have gotten to it, but if it, could, if it had come out later in the year, or maybe maybe even a month ago, maybe, but yeah, it's just yeah. Not, not meant to it's, be, Joel. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Sometimes you gotta, you got to know when to not uh, to, to, to call it and go, no, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to be able to play that. Unfortunately, there are, you can, there's only so much time. Yes. Uh, but apart from that, uh, in in honor of next week being the episode where I just gush, you'll join me, of course. But just gushing over Zelda oh, yeah. for a while. It's not, even, it's not even gonna like the, we're not even gonna intro with like you know welcome everyone to the dialogue options. It's just gonna be us just going, oh, oh, it's oh, just gonna Karen. the opening is just gonna be so Zelda, and then we'll go from yep. there. Yeah. Oh, it will. It'll be like uh, here we are. But yeah, so I actually went back and. Just to get ready for Breath of the Wild, I finished off Twilight Princess HD. Nice, nice. So I could so I could go and do that Cave of Shadows thing, so I can get Wolf Link as a companion with my little little amiibo. <sighs> now, is that getting sold separately now? Because I've I don't, seen... I'm confused because I know that some reviewers got sent it. Yeah, whether for... it's just like a like a promotional thing, or whether like for those reviewers, or whether or not it's being sold. Because if it's being sold separately, I'm buying the shit out of it because I I really wanted that amiibo. Yeah, because it would suck if it wasn't. Because I I mean, I should, like, they could do it right. They could sell separately. Surely, what's, what's surely to stop them? Like, just it's not bust like... open, bust open those empty game like well, not empty, but like those bunch of like Twilight Princess HD copies that are not selling, and just repackage them. 
Exactly. Hopefully it is, but uh, I almost I almost bought Twilight Princess HD for like twenty five dollars just for the amiibo. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I didn't hate Twilight Princess when I played it on Wii. Yeah, but I still to this day like the waggle controls in that game just didn't do it yeah. for me. I think I was a little blinded by it. I was like, "Whoa, this is so cool! It's motion control," and it, and it, it was the first Zelda game I ever finished. Really? Yes, it was the very first Zelda game I oh, ever finished. Confession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm coming clean on that one. Yeah, no, it was the first Zelda game I ever finished. I I I didn't. I played Ocarina of Time, and started it multiple, multiple, multiple times, but I never finished it because I had always had friends' copies of the game and the, and friends. Like, even, like, Nintendo 64. I didn't have my own 64 until recently. Like, the last six years or so, I've got my own now. Um, And it's mainly for display purposes. Um, But, yeah, like, I I never played that. I never played Majora's Mask. I finished both of those games on the 3DS. Um, Good games. Good games. Yeah, really good. And great games on the 3DS. It was perfect. Again, for me, I like to sit on the couch and play games like that and just chip at them it was, it was the, while I'm watching something. Um, I don't know why I, I'm in that mindset where I, that's that's my optimal method of playing games, but for some reason it is. So I think that's why the Switch is going to be amazing to me. Uh, just yeah. a, little, a little update. Yep. On EB's website, they do list the Wolflink Amiibo separately. Ooh, I don't know if that's confirmed. I could probably Google it, but it was just easy well, to go, hey, you know. EB Games, and I know that they'll take money for anything. So, you know, a grain of salt, but it would yeah. make sense if they were releasing it separately. Oh yeah, I, 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 it does make sense, but anyway, you never know these days. Nintendo are pretty wild cards. So. <laughs> they certainly are. But, um, so I need to go do the Cave of Shadows first of all. Like, I haven't done it yet, but once right. I do that, I'll be able to call upon Wolf Link in Breath of the Wild. Oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah, well, I playing Twilight Princess because obviously the HD version is the HD version of the GameCube one, right? Not not the Wii one where it was mirrored. So yes. That was probably right. the first thing that really spun me out in the HD version because I was like, all right, now I go right. What, Wait. Left? <laughs> I go left. It made a lot of dungeons really weird for me because even though I only played Twilight Princess like maybe one and a half times on Wii, I still had a pretty good idea of where to go. And it's just crazy to me how simple it was. What, like flipping the world just threw me out and I'd be like, I am lost. I don't know what's happening. Yep, yep. But... I definitely appreciated it a lot more with the controller as opposed to the waggle. Yeah, because it's, it's a good game. It is like it's got some amazing dungeons, and I oh, will yeah. like that that final like multi stage fight against like puppet oh. Zelda and then Ganon and then yep. Ganon on horseback and then like the one on one duel with Ganon with Ganondorf. It's just mm, excellent, yeah, beautiful, amazing I, soundtrack yeah. and satisfying fight. Really good shit, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I. It was fun to go back to that, actually, just to sort of get myself back in that Zelda mindset. Yep. Good call. Very fun game. I just saw so, my copy of uh, Link Between Worlds. Maybe I should bust that out for a few days. Heck yeah. It's a good game. It's, it's a good a great game. game. Such That's a That's basically where the Zelda IP got brought back from, really. Yeah. And, like, revitalized with, like, the, the you know, hey, do whichever dungeon you want. Yeah, like taking risks. <laughs> yeah. Now, what what if great. we didn't follow the Ocarina of Time formula? What if we did something different? It's paved the way for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. As much as I like, I don't hate Twilight Princess or even the one like, Skyward Sword, which I also have been playing. But ah, yes. it, anyone really who plays Zelda knows that since Ocarina of Time, that's basically been the template. And it was nice that A Link Between Worlds yeah. really was like, no, we can be different. 
And there is a testament to the fact that it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, which is great. But after a period of time, especially maybe, with games, Maybe like, do something. I don't yeah, know. it's like I'm playing the same thing over and over again, and it looks slightly prettier, and it, there's different elements, and there's different mechanics. But I know I'm going to go to this dungeon. I'm going to get the boomerang. I'm going to yeah. use that in that boss fight. I'm exactly. I'm going to use it again, and then I'll go to the next one. And it's okay. like, yeah. So that's actually one thing I want to bring up about Twilight Princess. It's the okay. guiltiest of that because of the goddamn spinner. Oh, yeah. That thing is pretty much useless outside of its main dungeon. There are little extra things here and there, but oh, what a pointless way. Oh, God. It's, I mean, look, it's not the only one, but yeah. It's, that it's, is a, it's the biggest one that springs to mind for me. Yeah. I guess the other one would be the ball and chain you get in that game as well, but at least that was sort of cool. Yeah, it was fun to use as well. I loved like using that in other battles and just knocking over like four enemies at once with it. it felt good. And didn't, with the waggle, didn't you have to like swing it like... Oh, maybe it's been a long time. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think I liked... I, if you did, I, I, from memory, I feel like I, I, I remember doing that. I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And like... Like whipping it at people, that felt fun to do. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, In early stages of motion controls. So yeah, Twilight Princess HD thumbs up. Glad I bought it. Uh, had like a, nearly a year ago now, and I just yeah. never finished it until like this week. Uh, but I also, Joel, Joel, I also went back to Scarlet Sword, as I said. Yes. Tell you what. Yeah. I don't hate it as much as I remember. Yeah. I really still hate the introduction. Yeah, oh, the intro is way you, too fucking long. You spend like six millennia oh, at it's Skyloft. So long. And you're like, can I just go and be a hero and go on an adventure? Can I? Can I just jump off this? Jump off this platform now and and not whistle get for my bird? Oh, no, okay, God. all right, let's, let's. All right, fine, we'll do this then. But that moment where you do get to do it, and then you fly down, like, oh, that's that that's fun. I really I, enjoy. It. I I never got sick of doing that. I just. I just re- never realized how much I took for granted how much I enjoy that Skyward Sword makes Zelda a character. Yeah, exactly. And again, that's probably paving the way for something like Breath of the Wild, from yeah. what we can tell. Like, it's... it's so exciting. So It is. It's great. Yeah, I went back and the Motion Plus stuff is not, still not ideal, but I do appreciate sort of how it makes the encounters a bit more slow, I guess, because you've got to be more careful of how you swing. It's a bit more calculated, yeah. Yeah. Again, which is great until the motion controls don't work and you just get really annoyed. Yeah, and then you just start frustratingly starting to revert back to waggle. Yeah, which then just gets you killed and you're like, great, fine, fuck you. But I also really appreciate going back, upon going back to what I like, it's sort of, it's oil slash water painting sort of art style. Oh yeah, the art style of that game looks cool, really nice. It has an eight, like it looks a bit weird like upscaled to my HDTV, unfortunately, yeah. but uh, I can still appreciate what it is. Still hate Fee, Fi, whatever you want to call her, stupid talking sword I spirit. I liked Fi. I just don't like how, uh, just she's so drab as far as the, 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 like the helpers go. At least she fucking wasn't you're gonna, fucking you're gonna, annoying. You're going to take a big dump on Navi, aren't you? Absolutely. I still, I nope. get like, like twitches when I hear, Hey, listen! I'm like, nah. Really? That's how I feel when I when I think of Fee jumping out of my sword and being like, Master, you are low on health. I recommend that you get some more hearts. I'm like, yeah. oh, really? Thanks. I hadn't thought of that. That's you're true. so good you're here. At least it was a little bit more... It wasn't as abrupt. It wasn't just like, oh, no, I'm hey, so- listen! Hey! I was like, oh, hey, listen, hey, like, hey, listen is annoying, but I just really hate Fee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, see, I didn't mind Fee. 
I mean, so Midna's, Midna's where it's at. Midna's the best. Midna like, is definitely Midna. the best. She is. A, she has a personality. Exactly, and that was the best thing about Navi it. and, and Fee and don't like, have personalities. Yeah. Actually, mm. oh, man, it's it's de- it's so close between Midna and Tattle from Majora's from Majora's Mask. Oh, Tattle's pretty cool. Yeah, Tattle had a nice nice bit of attitude as well. I really yep. liked Tattle. Tattle and she felt yeah. like a better Navi as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Anyway, Scarlet Sword. I, don't, I wouldn't say it holds up, really, but, right. man, I'm really appreciating just going back to it. Such amazing music. Yeah. It's cool seeing, as a Zelda fan, just, again, revisiting that story and having those little moments going, huh, that's a that's a reference. Yeah. Well, I, I get and that. that. Was a, that was a big one for it because that was like the 20th yeah. anniversary, wasn't it? So it was, 25th anniversary like, of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. So, and even like, the, I guess that intro part was definitely like a love letter to the Zelda franchise, because there were a lot of things that were going on there. Yeah, except it wasn't a love letter to the classic Zeldas, which no. just goes, hey, go. Exactly. Which, which it, it sounds like Breath pretty, of the Wild um, does, which is exciting. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm still, I'm actually, I'm enjoying it. I, for some reason, like, once I finished it, whenever I reflected upon it, I was like, I don't like Skyward Sword, but apparently I do, and I just misremembered it. And it was one of those things where you, you're probably going into it with a lower expectation now. Where it's like, yeah, I was back pretty then when you played it, it was out. like, oh, new Zelda game, yes! And like, now you're going back and it's like, I remember it, I've played it before, I, I don't remember it fondly, and you go into it going, oh, actually, this is kind of fun. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't mind it. So that's that's my, my pleasant surprise for the week. I don't hate Skyward Sword. Awesome! The more you know, the rainbow star. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Cool. But that's basically all I've been playing. And just feverishly counting the minutes. Oh, it's just, it's agonizing. I mean, I've got, I've, I'm working a lot this week, like leading up to it. And I'm just, that's going to make the week go pretty quickly. But like at the moment, when I'm, when I'm just sitting at home, I'm like, <sighs> I mean, it's especially agonizing just because now all the embargoes are coming up and you're like, oh, no, stop it. Everyone stop. Yep. Just watch it. I've watched about six or seven unboxing videos so, and they're all the same. But it doesn't matter because like, I can't wait to be doing that myself. Yeah, I know. And everyone going, oh, look, it feels really nice. Oh, it doesn't feel cheap and plasticky. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> yes. It, mm, mm. Oh, I'm so excited. Give it to me. Soon, Joel. Soon. Soon. This time next week. Actually, you know what? Since like we might, we're going into news now, you know yeah. what we're talking about, Joel? We're talking Switch again. Let's do it. Let's keep this Switch train rolling. Let's keep the hype train rolling. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. So we'll start off some, I guess, bad news. Which Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest... I don't think many people are surprised. No, no. I've got some things to say about this, but we'll get to that. I mean, so do I. So I'm curious yes. to see what you've got to say. Yeah. But uh, so Nintendo has confirmed that the Virtual Console will not be available at launch. That's, yeah. that's basically, that's the big story to take away from this. We're all hoping for it, but we all knew deep down it probably wasn't going to happen. Like, I mean, considering the silence about anything beyond like the free game a month you'd get like when this where online goes pay to use later in the year the virtual yep. console hadn't even come up really which i mean like now you look at it and you go oh when that free game a month thing happens that's when that virtual console is going to launch that's going to be the day like when i think it might be a, paid a bit services before go. that but it'll definitely be around then yeah yeah it'll be closer to that than 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 we are now i guess but, so I'm curious to, to hear what you had to say about it. I want to know if it's going to be what I'm like what I'm going to say. So this is this is going back to like I posted a tweet about this. I just posted something like you know, man, I love it when all the uh, everyone gets up on their high horses about something to do with the Switch, 
It's like, it, it's like, as soon as that got announced, everyone's like, oh, Nintendo fucked it again. The virtual console's not going to be there on launch. It's like, since when has, like, backwards compatibility wasn't at launch for the Xbox One. That wasn't a launch thing. That came, like, later down the track. Like, I know that this is something that, like, makes sense for the virtual console. I get that. It, uh, for, for the the Switch. This is, the virtual console is like, all right, cool. And Nintendo have been doing a lot of stuff with their virtual console releases and things. But I would rather them focus on getting the console out, making sure the console itself works, than throwing 800,000 different things at us at once. I mean, already we, we were talking about, like, the fact that, you know, everyone going, oh, there's no games at launch. And it's like, well, we were like, okay, yeah, I guess we're going to get Zelda, but Zelda will be fine. But now, like we were talking about at the start of the episode, we're going, oh, shit, but then there's, like, there's Shovel Knight's coming. Oh, and a fast remix. Shovel and, Knight and with the new DLC. Exactly. Like, you know, uh, like the, and fast remix. And Snipper Clips is now a launch release, uh, launch release game. And it's, there's so much there now. And games like Snipper Clips, everyone's saying is like the fucking sleeper hit of the of the Switch at the moment. For I'm the not surprised. Game. Like it looks really fun. And for, yeah, from what I've seen of it, it, looks like a great fucking game. It's a game that I'm really excited to sit down and play with my wife. It's gonna be good. It's it's gonna be fun. But like, I just I'm I'm really I'm getting really sick of it. Of people just like, if you're not gonna buy it, don't buy it. If you're buying it, good. That's good for you. If you're not buying it. Great for you. Like, I, go and play Ghost Recon Wildlands. Go and play Mas- um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Go and play these other games that are out. There's so much out there for you to play. I, I, I get it. That that's the internet, but it just it it gets to a point sometimes, and like I'm probably going to get named as like you know an apologist and all this sort of stuff, but I'm not. I know the internet was fucked up, and we have talked about that in great detail on this we, podcast. We, we talked about how how shaky the freaking Switch reveal was. Exactly. That was that was not good. It was not good. And I still will say to this day, it was not good. But, and I still will say to this day that we still don't know enough about this console, even though that people are actually using theirs out there. There is stuff about this console that we know nothing about. But, you know, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to play a new Zelda game. I'm excited to have this new cool piece of hardware that I get to, like, put up on my shelf and, and play games with. Um, you know, it could go the, right, the, the, the route of the, of the Wii U. It could go the route of the Wii. It could go the, the route of the GameCube. Who knows? God, Who knows? I, I would love for it to go through to the GameCube. Yeah. I know Nintendo don't want it to because the GameCube didn't sell well. But man, what a what a generation that was for the Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And so like third-party stuff games. as well. Like third-party stuff. Like all that was, that was a lot of third-party games that were on the GameCube were really, really solid stuff. Like Eternal Darkness. Such a good game. Um... Yeah, so that's just my little, my little, my little beef with some people. Like, so I will say, I hear you. Like, you know, the internet likes to be buzzkills about a lot of this sort of stuff. Oh yeah, and people that I like to follow on Twitter, like, like well-known people. I don't know if it's the Sean Boland from. I, I really like Sean Boland. It's taken me a while to like him, but at the moment, sometimes I just want to slap him in the fucking mouth. <laughs> like, I mean, in, some again, some people, some people do it to get a rise. I have noticed that now that embargoes are up, there's a lot of positive things coming out about the Switch. Yeah. A lot of people are pleasantly surprised. It does have some issues still. Like, there's talk about that 
Joy-Con thing that's going on. Yeah, I did see that. But I've heard um, that there's also talk of it being patchable. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But and that's the thing. These are all Switch units that are out there without that day one patch. There is going exactly. to be a day one patch. So who knows? And like that, every that every console gets a day one patch. It happens. Like absolutely. That's how yeah. you launch the online stuff. But but yeah. So yeah, I, I hear you. But I mean. It sucks, but unfortunately, some people just it's, like look, to. Look, there's be nothing that I can person. do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. But like you know, I have a microphone and a platform, so I'm going to put my put <laughs> my opinion out there. That's well, that's that's what this is all about. I'm not trying yeah. to change the world. I'm not trying to fucking convince anyone else. But I'm just that's my opinion. Like I, it, it's just getting a bit much now. And yeah, like Sean Boland has just been really, really grinding my gears from Game <laughs> Attack. That is, if you don't know who Sean Boland is. He's one of the guys from Game Attack and formerly Screw Attack. Look, he is um, loud and proud of his opinions. We'll give him that. Absolutely. And I I respect him for that. But sometimes it's just like, oh, you are just sometimes a little bit the worst of the internet. And yeah, <laughs> drives me insane. But yeah, like so I ba- said. Basically, my stand, I was like, well, I wonder what Joel thinks about it. I don't. I'm not thinking about that when I see this news. I'm actually thinking of how this connects to our next story. Yes. Which is that there's going to be a Nindies showcase for Nintendo Switch. It's going to right. be a, a, like a stream next week. I think for us, it lines up at about, uh, not at a time I'll be awake, that's for it's sure. Like four in the morning, I think I read on. Yeah, on March Bruce, 1st, maybe? 4 a.m. Melbourne time. Yes. And basically, they're just going to be going over, you know, indie indie games that come to Switch. And I was just like, huh. Nintendo doesn't have Virtual Console at launch, which is a bummer, but yep. it's really cool to see indies getting their chance to shine. It's like, it's like great. All these games that we want to play that are like... 30 know, years like, old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Old games that we've played millions and millions of fucking times over, we've paid for and whatnot. But the fact that they're, they're focusing on new stuff and new indie stuff, which is it's interesting. Cool. It's really, really good to see them sort of embracing that indies... Uh, scene, which they did with the, the the Nindy showcase with um with the Wii U. Yeah, I, I picked up some games in the last couple. Like, yeah, man, freaking Runbo. Runbo. Runbo was so oh, good. I oh. hope Runbo comes to Switch. Oh, I just thought of that too. Oh. Holy crap! Oh, and it came, it came that, to 3DS. And you can use like that was the game where you could use anything. You could use a nunchuck oh by itself for a control. So like it's perfect for something like the Joy Cons. Yeah. Like oh, I hope that happens. Oh boy. That's now that's my dream. Someone someone yeah. contact the Ronbo guys. Bring surely Ronbo that's to happening. Switch. Surely so. that's happening. I reckon like surely. That game didn't get enough love. It didn't. It, it's a fucking excellent game. It's a very cool game. Uh but yeah, so I think it's interesting to have those two stories come out together. It maybe hey, maybe it's cynical. Maybe the only reason Nintendo's like, hey, indies is because they know they haven't got virtual console at launch. Yeah. But still I, I like that they're taking that spotlight and shining it on the indies. Yeah. Like that's gonna be I, I can't wait to see what's gonna be in that showcase. And if that, that, that means that we're fucking Nintendo apologists, then we're Nintendo apologists. I don't give a fuck what you call me. Like that's <laughs> You know. I mean, okay. Here's the thing. I again, as you said, I these a lot of these virtual console, console games are going to be thirty, twenty, ten years old. Yep. And yes, I'll pay for them again. Absolutely. But it's, it's cool that there's like, huh, here's some indies. Like, hey, here's Shovel Knight and its DLC. Here's Fast Remix, which is a a Switch Absolutely. port of Fast Racing Neo. With more, with more stuff, with more, yeah, tracks, more tracks and more cards. Like, stuff. so cool. It's just cool. Like these guys are getting a chance to really like because 
it, and again, it, even even like in both camps, Binding of Isaac, that game is years old. Like not years and years old, but like it's like five or six years old. It, yeah. yeah, probably about six years old. And I'm that's like it. That's a as oh. soon as that game goes live on the store, I'm diving back into that game. What's the name of the developers? Because like that's not the only one. Uh, like... Niantic. No, no. There's um. Oh shit. Uh, World of Goo. Oh, that's yeah. also coming to Switch as well. That's World a, of Goo, Little Inferno, and Human Resource Machine. Game. Like that's, Little World of Goo came out in twenty two thousand eight. That <laughs> game is and that game Wii. is that game is really good. Like I've played, I've played a lot of that game yeah. on, on PC ages ago. I love that game. So it's awesome that that's coming back to Switch. I yeah, it's a bit different from when an indie game comes out on an established platform. Like this is just kind of new console at the gate. And like, just the eShop's going to burst to life with indie stuff, and that's exciting. Yeah, that's so. I'm I'm really excited for that. Like, I can't wait to like actually jump like I do with the PlayStation. Like, jump on and go. Oh, cool! What are the new releases this week? Like, and actually have stuff to look through, and What's see it? games like I mean, games like I bought uh, Galaxy for PS4. I bought that at launch. I paid full price for that game, and I do not regret it because that game is really good. It's yeah. fucking hard, but it's really good. And I, I and it was a plus game months later, but I'm like, hey, you know what? I I the developers deserve my thirty dollars. That was a good game. Well, I mean, um, it, it also is so it's super cool to hear, especially considering there was news like I think it was last week or early this week mm. that Nintendo Switch dev kits are reasonably cheap. That's awesome. That's it's so cool. cool. Like it, it opens up a really cool. Doorway. Do you think? Do you think Nintendo are sort of going? Look, hey, because let's face it, the the indie scene is uh, is where people are trying new things and doing new stuff, and that's what Nintendo have always, I guess, prided themselves on. Uh, well, I mean, definitely in recent uh, years, exactly. Like you know, that's I mean, back it was all about the games, the games, the games. But I think from the Wii onwards, they've always been trying to do new stuff, but. Maybe they're trying to merge those two things together of like, we want to try new, interesting, weird, different stuff, but we also want games. So yeah. if we if we embrace the indie scene who are doing all this weird, interesting, different stuff, maybe that's like a good, happy family mix of of, uh, of a concoction, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. But I hope so. Yeah. Like, I'm just really excited to see what's going to be in that stream. Yeah, and just me too. super excited to see what's going to be on the shop. On day yeah, one. on day one. I mean, like that's the thing. Like they, they could just be like, "All right, here's this cool new game," and everyone's like, "Whoa, that looks awesome!" And like, "Yeah, it's going to be a launch title when the eShop goes live on Friday." It's like, "What?" Like, that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, it'll be good. Like, it'll be good to open up the eShop and see indie games all over the place. Yeah. But anyway, that that I I I think it's very interesting that those two news stories came out around the same time. Yeah, and look, you know, in terms of the Switch, in in twelve months' time, we could be. Eating humble pie and and going well, oh, we were wrong. But at the moment, tell you what, I don't man, care. it's I. I'm getting a Zelda game next week. I'm getting a Mario game at Christmas. Yep, I don't. I don't awesome. think I'll be. I've got a Fire Emblem next year. I think I'm going to be good. I'm getting a portable Mario Kart again. That's like super awesome and solid with and, classic battle mode and portable Splatoon and There's, portable Splatoon. Well, wow, uh, like uh, that's one thing I didn't put it in the notes. But did you see? In one of the UI videos about how, um, actually no, it was on a Kotaku article. There's a, a slot in like uh, updating the game, so like they're having to update like the person I can't remember. I think it was that Jason Schreier was trying to update Zelda. He's like, oh, cool, there's updates here, but there was an option that was grayed out for um, update via link, 
And it basically meant that if you, like, just say we were hanging out and I bought a new game that you've already been playing and you've got, you're up to date with the game, but I obviously don't have the new updates because I've just bought this game. I can link to your Switch and download locally the, the, uh, the update data. I did see that actually, and it's it's definitely very interesting, and I can see it working wonders yeah. at like tournaments and stuff for like yeah, Splatoon, like Splatoon and Smash, Smash and all Brothers, that. like yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like that's that's really cool. Like imagine, like imagine if like I hadn't got around to buying all the Smash DLC yet, and you had it all because you always have it all. And so it's like true. we're hanging out, and we're like, let's play. And I'm like, oh man, I really want to play as Bayonetta, but I haven't bought it yet. I'll buy it now. Instead of downloading it, I can just be like, yeah, cool, Karen, just give it to me. I've paid for it, but here's the... Yeah, it's, I, that's, it's the patch. That's really cool. Uh, oh. So, that, yeah, that's, it actually sort of reminds me of what you could, once upon a time, <laughs> do with the... I think it's the Vita? Or was it the PSP? One of them you could download okay. updates onto the PS3 and then just via USB transfer yeah. it. Because, like, obviously, maybe maybe about internet... And downloading like a 800 meg download wirelessly was a nightmare. Oh yeah, and it was just easy to download it via Ethernet on PS3, and mm-hmm. it was just nice to have the option to do that and transfer it across. So it's cool. I like that idea. Yeah. And it really focuses, like, it hits home with that what the Switch is trying to be. Like, it's, it's like yeah, yeah, it's a home console, but it's also a portable. Like, it's, it's that's I know why they're doing it, but it's definitely the biggest misstep in its marketing. Like, I market this as a as a portable because that's, that's what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. But hey, like Nintendo is trying to play it safe still. They don't want to yep. scare away 3DS owners. They're like, exactly. No, 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 this is a but, home console because we've got a 3DS handheld. It's fine. They're, they're different. It's like, no, this is a portable, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think after six months, if this thing does well, if the Switch does well, they'll just be like, yeah, this is our sweet new portable ca- uh, new portable console, the Switch. And yeah. everyone's like, uh, okay, this is the end of 3DS here. <laughs> you just wanted right, to play we know what's happening. Because, yeah, like obviously... I mean, I think it's reasonable to be for them to be doubtful. They're like, yeah. oh, we don't want to, we don't want to stop people from buying 3DSs because that that platform's still doing okay." And also yeah. for for the the time that they are going to get rid of the 3DS, they they I guess the, the direction that they're trying to move towards is there is no home console or or portable. It is just the it's the Switch. They're doing what you Sony have... couldn't with a PS4 and a freaking Vita. Exactly. So like it's 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 this is, you know, the lines are blurred. There's not one or the other. You have both. And, you know, that may suffer in some aspects, but in other aspects, it might be great. So, I'm excited. Yes. Cool. Alrighty. So, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of Mass Effect news came out in the last week, which has been nice. Because a, lot, a lot of uh, the previews went up, actually. Yes, actually. a lot of, And a lot of people are saying, like from people who played it at, um, like, preview events, saying that it's... It's really good. Um, so I just thought we'd sort of touch in just sort of like what we've seen anyway, because I've watched a couple of those, um, the gameplay uh, shorts that they've been doing, like the actual Mass Effect um, YouTube channel's been doing, or I, EA's YouTube channel. I watched the combat one, because that was yeah. the one that I was mo- most interested in, and it's basically half the reason I'm buying the game now. It looks Absolutely. so good. Yep. No, that's yeah. I, I I like how you said half because we'll come back to that in a second. There's another half. There's another big half. Why are you going to buy a, that it's game? It's a very big half. It's no, <laughs> actually it's probably only three quarters of a reason. But I don't we'll, we'll I don't blame you. I I don't blame you. Anyway, um, yeah, but that combat looks really smooth. And from what I've heard from people who've played it, uh, like when I say what I've heard personally, it's what I've watched of people's impressions of it, has been 
yeah, it is that fluid. It is. It feels good to switch between yeah. things. And so that's the thing. Like that's the biggest thing I notice, and it always comes back to me when I think about uh, Mass Effect two and three. Those games were good. The combat was fun, yeah. but it, in some encounters, it always felt a bit clunky. Yeah. Like it wanted you to be mobile, like quick jump over cover, move into this encounter, and sometimes the game couldn't freaking handle it. Yeah, but just little things in the Andromeda stuff we've seen so far, like using the jet boosters to get around, looks so good. That was the best thing. And I, I listened to this week's um, Twenty Eight Plays Later, and Paul Verhoeven was saying the exact same thing. He said, uh, in previous Mass Effect games, you felt like you felt like your character was basically rooted to the ground. Yeah. Like you couldn't jump. You couldn't do anything like that. The closest you got to like any sort of like elevation was like vaulting over like waist high cover. Yeah. Um, and, and, and always, cause the game always felt like it wanted you to be more as well, but it couldn't, yeah. you couldn't get there, but it, it seems like with Andromeda, exactly. you know, we're, we're there now. It's like you have to, and that's, that's what Paul, uh, Paul Verhoeven was saying. Like you have to think not just on like a, like a, like a flat, like sort of level you have to think in like the 3d space so like you know if you go up high you're going to be more vulnerable but you're also going to be able to get the jump on some other characters so yeah. uh, like some other people that you might not be able to hit from where you were previously on the ground so it opens up a lot of more a lot more like strategy i guess especially with um, the ability to like switch basically your abilities on the fly and oh, the yeah. combat like showcase you can save like four favorites which basically gives you access to like 12 abilities at any time that's so cool. That's cool. Yeah. Like, that's... It seems very streamlined and very, very slick. At first I, I was worried because I really like the idea of building your character yeah. and like setting out the attributes and going, okay, I am this. So it's going to be, it's going to take some getting used to for me to, to bring yeah. up a new Mass Effect and be like, I am everything. Yeah. But I think that that's still there. Like, but if obviously if you're going to be more into, you know, shotgun space punch um that's you're, gonna, you're obviously going to focus on that first before you focus on i don't know something else like you know uh freeze or, or any of the other biotics or things like that like it's you can still have that like i'm gonna build my I, i'm making my rider this way for me um, what excites me and i don't know how like, if anyone else feels this but there was always points in any of the mass effects where I wouldn't be able to take the person I wanted on my team because I needed X character for X abilities. Like, right. It's going to be cool to have that much, that much more freedom when I put together my squad. Cause I can be like, Oh, I, I can do everything. And that basically. seems to sort of, that seems to come across into, I guess the relationships and the way that they deal with dialogue and stuff as well in, in Andromeda from what I can tell. It seems to be more natural. It's not like I'm doing a Paragon run. I'm yeah. doing a Renegade run. Like it's I am a bad it's like, guy. It's, it's like in this situation, in this specific point in time, what would you do? Here are your options. And you go, oh, okay, cool. Like, well, that guy's been a bit of a dick. So I, I guess I'd probably say this to them or like, oh, I really want to get this person on board. So I'm going to be a little bit nicer to them and I'm trying to persuade them that, uh, persuade them that way. Um, it, de- it definitely feels like more a more nuanced take on it. Mm. And I feel that that's that like you were saying about how like you having to take specific characters for specific powers on specific missions in the previous Mass Effect games. Now it's like who are the characters that you want to be with you on your adventure? It's like they they're going to be there and they have these abilities and stuff like that, but you also have them as well, so you're not tied down to them. Yeah. So you um, can you can you can build a squad you want to. And don't get me wrong, I was lucky in a lot of senses that the characters I wanted to have with me in the old games suited my play style but right 
I was basically just like, if I hadn't have been in that situation, I probably would never have gotten to spend time with like Garrus or uh, oh, what's Garrus. the Krogan in Mass Effect through into uh, Grunt. Rex? Oh no, Grunt. Sorry, Rex is from Rex one, is one. Yeah. Rex is is the superior Krogan. Is oh, the yeah. king Krogan? Yeah, untouchable. But Grunt <laughs> grew on me. Yeah, Grunt was cool. Grunt was fun. I mean, I've always loved Garrus. I mean, I never played Mass Effect oh, much of Mass Effect like, One, but Garrus, Garrus is the fucking best. Of course, Garrus was there. And anyone in, in Mass Effect Three, anyone who didn't pull that shot at oh, the end mm. on like with the can in that final yeah. like, scene, oh. like you are a monster. Oh yeah, and Joel. Yep, Joel, you're a monster too. I know. I know I am. You came you came between Garrus and Tali. But I I love Tali. Tali was Tali was yeah, but Tali do you know, was for do me. You know who else did? I know, Garrus. I know. And, and you know what? I Garrus felt was really your bad. I felt really bad in I I think it was in I think it was in Mass Effect 3. Um where cuz like they were my squad as well. I would take Garrus <laughs> and Tali with me. You're and rubbing like, it in his face. I really was because like Tali would say something to Shepard and Shepard would like coyly reply and then they have like this little moment and then Garrus would just be like get a fucking room like he'd be so mad about it I'm like oh, sorry God. Garrus but I oh, I can't and I felt so bad I did feel really bad um <laughs> oh boy there was yeah there was one particular moment where yeah they had this little interaction and Garrus literally was just like Ugh, seriously guys like with this again like you're gonna do that we're on the brink of like extinction here like you're gonna you're gonna fuck around with this sort of thing again please we've got other stuff to worry about i'm so like, sorry i mean you're a horrible yeah. person but just those and little character interactions are amazing and that's what i'm excited for in andromeda like it's like it seems like those are going to be a lot more because it seems like apparently it seems like you, you can if you favor one character over someone else they the other person might not like that and they'll start to, you won't be able to do like their loyalty missions and things like that so you you actually lock out of stuff in the game that's gonna be interesting yeah like having to manage all that because it was always just like i'm gonna be friends with everyone <laughs> everyone's my friend yay yay everybody's space pals but now it's just like oh okay there is there is actual like weight to the decisions that i'm making about who i actually want to spend my time with in this game that's really interesting it's, it's agonizing I- a month ago, Joel, I was like, ah, I'm not going to get Mass Effect. I'm yeah. good. It's been now a couple of things we that we're like, yeah, cool. You know, two weeks after two weeks after Zelda and two weeks before Persona 5. Yeah, we're, we're fucking madmen. Yeah. Insane. We're actually insane. I don't... Oh, my God. See, I have an, I have, I have an excuse because I know Ash will really want to play it. So, because she loves Mass Effect as well. Plus, there's also the multiplayer stuff as well. So if the multiplayer has been as good as it has been, um, I'll be happy. And we'll, we'll play a lot of that. I know we will. Um, in between rounds of Overwatch, like we'll alternate between the two of them. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. But there's one particular cool thing that was, the, like you said, the other three quarters of the reason you're buying this game. Yes, Joel, there is. Mmm... So Natalie Dormer is in this game now. Oh yeah, and she is voicing a wonderful Asari doctor aboard yes. your ship. Lovely. And uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to romance her. <laughs> yeah, because they're sort of alluded to the fact that she's got a crush on the uh, the Krogan member of your team. Do you think so... I can get that Krogan killed? 
Uh, oh god he okay so you're telling me i'm a terrible person and here you are already plotting to kill a fictional character so you can romance <laughs> natalie dormer's character i mean all right, all right. come on man it's, it's natalie dormer like come on I, look i don't blame you i, I absolutely don't blame you if there is I'm a so, way that could happen then yeah sure why i'm not? so excited to like i mean i know that she's gonna like it i don't i don't want to sp- not game of thrones spoilers but it's just nice to have natalie dormer back <laughs> oh yeah Oh yeah. Uh, watch, watch, the, watch the last season of Game of Thrones if you haven't. Yeah. If you haven't already, yeah. it's on you. But yeah, yes, true. I'm so. I'm just happy. It's so cool. Like I remember seeing the news going. What Natalie? Yeah, Dormer's in this. I remember what? seeing. The, I remember seeing the news and going, "That's awesome." Oh God, Corrin's going to explode. Like that's so that excited. was my thought. That was my thought process when I like, saw that news. Any, I'm going to be exhausting all of her dialogue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I look, I, 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 you know, I love that. You, you probably had, well. surely you've had that, like when there's a voice actor or an actor in a game that you just like, oh, and you're just always listening to them. I know yeah. oh, Brendan like, like has peak... Simon Templeton in anything he's in. For me, it's pretty cliche, but like peak Nolan North, like if, yeah. or even Troy Baker, I'm just like, fuck yeah, yeah I'm oh, going to be friends. Like, talk to me I mean, forever. <laughs> like Kanji wasn't my, like my, my main go-to in, I mean, he's always in my squad in Persona 4, but like I, I, I did most of Kanji's, actually, I think I did all of his his side story because I was like, yeah, this is a dream beggar. And also a fucking kind of cool. But, um, I've got, I might have some crushing news for you. I, yeah, no, I was just remembering that, that I don't actually think it's him in that game, but no, even not. still, I do like, <laughs> he was, like he was the original Kanji though. He was the original. Right. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else like voice actor wise that I'm like, it's like someone like well known. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Like it's awesome. I'm, I'm obviously gonna like gravitate to them more so than someone else. A weird one was uh, in Skyrim when you found the dragon that was voiced by um, uh, by Mario, basically. Uh oh, really? I forget, I forget its name. The name of a dragon. One of them's voiced by by him, and you're like, oh, okay, like, this is Ch- weird. What like Charles Martin? Eh? Yeah. Oh wow. I forget okay, uh, again. I forget, uh, the name, uh, I forget the name of the dragon. I'm gonna Google it right now. I like yeah. I mean, I haven't played Skyrim. I'm waiting for that Switch release, Skyrim. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna play it then. That'll be the first time I play Skyrim. Will be on my Switch. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't pronounce that. God, Parthenux. Parthenux. I don't know. He's a dragon, and it's awesome yep. and weird. That's, that's so cool. All right. But yeah, like it's just that Natalie Dormer is a very big one. Oh yeah, hey Karen, remember that time we met Charles Martinet and we acted like giddy schoolgirls? I was, I still have, I can see the signed picture from over here that he signed oh, for me. He is he, just Mario. Oh, he speaks he like is. Mario. Like it was great because we lined up and we're like, all right, cool. And we go to the front of the line and he's like, oh hello, and we're like, like oh my god, <laughs> it's Mario. He, I'm talking to Mario. We're like, oh, can we get a photo? And he's like, absolutely. And we got into the photo and as you, just as I was about to take the photo, he goes, what hey? And I was like, oh my god. I'm going to actually melt. Like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm standing next to the voice of goddamn Mario. Thank you, EB Expert, for bringing him over that time. That, that was, was awesome. so cool. And he was such just a happy person. So He's nice. just always smiling and so happy to be surrounded by people and, like, who, who were like, you are, you are my childhood. Like, you are the voice of my childhood. And it's, yeah, so cool. So anyway... I will be listening to Natalie Dormer speak as much as I can. That's oh, basically yeah. the conclusion. If I can romance her, I will. Otherwise, I will just flirt heavily with her character. 
stay tuned. Like when, from from when Mass Effect comes out, like Andromeda comes out, we'll have like Natalie Dormacek each week. <laughs> Natalie like Dormacek. A segment of the show <laughs> until like, check- until it ends abruptly when the game's like, no, you can't romance her. Yep. She, yep. Just stop. She, she has things for a thing for the Krogan. I'll be like, oh, okay. And then Karen aggressive. Then it's like Karen aggressively like. <laughs> how to get away with murder <laughs> I'll just I'll just like passively aggressively deal with a Corrigan anytime he talks to me I'll choose like the it's, most negative responses possible it's like Netflix is gonna make a series on you based around <laughs> you like becoming like this serial killer of this Corrigan oh, um, it's it's still yeah it's cool it's cool yeah like it's, I'm it's, just gonna be happy hearing a voice that, in my ears it's exciting that like Mass Effect I mean like it's been like we haven't heard anything about this game and in like the last month we've gone from being like yeah. To like, yeah, right, I'm buying this game. Yeah, like, this it's game crazy. Is great. It, it's amazing how well these uh, quick PR turnarounds are going. Like, yeah. it, it just works really well to be like, okay, here's everything. You're like, like all right, I'll buy the game. I, I wasn't mean, going to a month ago. We're still like, you know, like cautious about it. But like, I mean, oh, like, yeah. I, I was, I was like, okay. cap, like, I was championing the fucking like Fallout Four hype train, and, and even I, when that got announced, like November, I'm like, yeah, it's not coming out then, and then it did, and I was like all right, you stuck to it. And the game isn't awful. It's not amazing, but just, like, it's good. Just so, just so we're clear, like as far as Mass Effect goes, I'm in it for the gameplay, for Natalie Dormer and the multiplayer. I'm still very far from convinced about the story and stuff. Yeah. And we'll I mean, see how that goes. It's yeah. still early days. I mean, I mean, obviously we're not going to reveal anything big from the story ahead. Of and I'm the glad they're out, not. So, yeah. I think that's going to be good to sort of like just explore. Cause that's the one thing I've, I hear about horizon zero dawn is that the storyline is actually, and like the reveals in the story are actually, Oh, okay. This is, this is cool. Like some people have been saying it's like doing things that like some games have never done before. And I was like, all right. Okay. I'm interested in that. I'm just going to have to dodge spoilers for like the next six months yeah, until I get rough. to play that game. But like, it's, um, yeah, that's really cool. Video Good games stuff. are getting serious, man. Yeah, oh, I do have serious, to wonder though. How do you? I wonder how some voice actors feel like getting these Hollywood names in here. Well, I mean, like that comes down to these Hollywood names. I guess like people are they they're, they're paying a lot of money for them, but they're also not paying the the voice actors who are on strike. Yeah, that's oh, a bit boy. of a slap in the face to them, I guess, as well. I mean, yeah. it's cool for us because we're like. Woo! I'm like, yeah, now space. like in my ear yeah exactly you know that's, that's awesome but like it must suck to be like all right they're doing a job that they're I, i've trained to be a voice actor i've worked in this industry as a voice actor for years and years and this person's just like i'm famous i could do it i can talk into a microphone it's like oh that sucks but i mean that's that a whole different still being resolved so oh boy Oh, so we'll roll into some more bad news, Karen. Yeah, well... We're a bit of a downer. Steam is adding 10% GST to video game prices in Australia. Oh, because we weren't paying enough for video games as it is, Karen. I know, I know. Uh, I mean, it could be that a result of that ACCC case that happened a while ago. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. But basically, according to an email from Steam, which had the quote which i'll now read to you Mm -hmm. the that tax amount will be included in the advertised price of your product just like that is currently treated in the eu this means the customer will pay the price displayed on the storefront and the tax will be separated out afterwards um Uh... so yeah i mean games are going to get more expensive on steam 
I guess if that means maybe better customer service for Australians, that's kind of good. Yeah, like actually making the Australian dollar visible on the store. Yeah, like making it like localizing the cost because that does feel misleading still sometimes. It's like, so dumb. Like I like I don't want to have to when I'm going looking for games. I don't want to have to have a, a currency converter open next to me to go. Oh, cool! That game's nine ninety nine. How much is that going to be at the moment? Uh, it's like twelve dollars. All right, cool. Which is especially like, bad during sales. Oh yeah, because you're like, oh, it's five dollars, and it's like actually no, it's about eight dollars, and you're like, oh okay, well, that's a bit more than what I was actually going to pay for that game. But yeah. It's it's mm. so we'll see. Like it, it 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 is a thing that makes sense. It does, and we'll we'll just have to see how it affects us. But yeah, games has already been getting more expensive on Steam as it was. I've noticed, and oh, like yeah. sometimes the prices change like wildly from like when someone originally pre-orders to like launch day. Sometimes it'll be more expensive. I don't know what the go is there. Yeah, it's um, it's it's weird. It's it's still a little bit wild westy. I think. Steam, like I'm I mean, not, I'm not crazy about it. Honestly, yeah. I've, I've drifted from Steam, and I if I use anything, it's usually GOG. Well, like I still use Steam. Um, that DRM free life that GOG offers me. I would say, like, I don't really care about DRM. Like, it's fine. That's how we live in a world of DRM. I I know, and I I understand that. Like, but for some reason on PC, it doesn't bother me as much because I'm like, eh, Steam works for me. It's fine. And most of the other stores, like Humble, like you get Steam keys, so I can just put it in steam it's like all right cool it's fine um i i mean i did buy i bought stardew valley on gog so i that's drm actually i really i need to re-download that on my laptop gog also has no. a really good selection of classic pc games as well that's true yeah no gog's really good for that like and, and sometimes you can't find what you're looking for in gog i've noticed i mean yeah um, they are definitely good. still smaller than Steam, but they, I oh, feel yeah. like they are also less of an evil corporation than Valve. Yeah, that's true. Oh, fucking Lord Gaben <laughs> up there on his high horse. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, we're already paying like a gazillion dollars for video games. I mean, it was great seeing like people like that hadn't been to Australia before from from Rooster Teeth. I know I talk about them a lot, but it's all I watch. I'm sorry. Um, but like, see, like uh, Greg Miller coming out and he posted a tweet like. It was like a picture of like um, Gravity Rush for seventy dollars and Resident Evil for ninety nine ninety five and then PlayStation VR for five hundred and twenty or like six hundred and something dollars. And he was like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry that your your hobby is so expensive for you to down here. It must really suck." Like, and he meant it like genuinely. He's like, "This is awful." Like the fact that you guys, I mean, it's already an expensive hobby, but you guys are paying so much more down here. It's like, yeah, nah, it's a living, but you know. That's how we roll down here. Yep. It is an expensive hobby to oh, have. Expensive. I mean, we're already, you know, talking about the Switch. I mean, we're just fucking... I keep thinking, Joel, about that week, and it's expensive, so I don't want to think about it at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky that I've, I've literally got 19.95 to pay off on my copy of Zelda, and that is it. And then, like I said, I've got vouchers that I can... So that's stuff that I can... I've got enough stuff to get home at midnight and play Zelda. Like, I can I can physically get home and play Zelda that night. That's fine. But then the next day, I can go in and, like, you know, maybe with some vouchers and, and pick up some Nintendo credit and maybe pick up some of those games, like Fast Remix or Shovel Knight or Snipper Clips. Um, God, I'm triple dipping on Shovel Knight, aren't I? <laughs> it's I, I say, I've only bought it. I've only bought it once, and that was for my 3DS. But I I'll buy it, it again. I bought it for the Wii U, and then yep. I bought it on PS4, yep. which also came... With a Vita version, ah uh, yes, 
and I'll buy it on a Switch. Yep. Oh, I mean, I, I finished it on 3D. I finished, like, Shovel Knight on 3DS. Um, I, I, I briefly dipped into um, uh, Plague Knight. Um, so I'm looking forward to... I, I've got a reason to go back, because not only do I have, like, uh, like Spectre of Torment to play through, I've also got Plague Knight that I still haven't played all the way through yet. So, um, oh boy, Shovel Knight is a good game. If you haven't played club. Shovel Knight, if you haven't played Shovel Knight, just fucking play Shovel Knight. It's such a good game. There are so many options to get it now. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how. Like it doesn't matter what type of games you like. I guarantee you will like Shovel Knight. I haven't heard someone say, "Eh, eh Shovel Knight was okay." Like I've heard everyone's just like Shovel Knight, man, it's so good. It's a wonderful love letter to the classics, as well as being its own new cool thing. Yeah, like and it's just everything about it. like the music, the art style, like the the, the pixel art is. Probably the best pixel art, one of the best pixel art that I've seen to date, which is tough because there's so much of it out there. I think it's that and Hyperlight Drifter are like my two favorites for pixel art. Even even beyond that, like I love the world. I really yeah. enjoy all of the individual members of the Knights of No Quarter. I love their it, dialogue. Really I love their yeah, designs. Like, I, 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 there were a couple of times where I actually like I, there was an audible laugh that came out of me while so playing good. that game. I was like, this is really funny. Um, it's so good. <laughs> it's heartbreaking as well. Like there's, there's yeah, oh. the stuff with Shield Knight. I was just like, oh, boy. are you kidding me? But it's, you know, it's yeah, good. really I, good love it. shit. Love it. Yeah, Shovel Knight's tops. So yeah, tops, give me more Yacht Club. I'll keep buying it. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we've we've come back to the Switch here. Uh, but, it always happens. It is on at this point until we have it in our hands. That's all yeah. I'm thinking about. And even then, I'll be thinking about it for a while. To be fair, we're about to touch on something else that we talk about nearly every episode as well. So, um, it's it's been quieter as of late. It's been quieter, but I, I mean, this bit of news seems like it could be kicking off again. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. So, uh, Overwatch. Uh, uh, was it earlier, like the end of last week or the start of this week? I think it was like three or four days ago. There was a an quote unquote article that came out with uh, an interview. Uh, with a a young, I think she's like eleven year old. I have girl. not got the article open, man. <laughs> I don't either. I and I, 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 it's been it's been a couple of days since I read it. But basically, we're talking about Overwatch. So there was an article, like an in game, basically in world, um, article that was released that was like an interview with this eleven year old robotics designer who was talking about her new like quadruped robot and robots that she that she'd built, um, and that they were going to change the world and do all this sort of stuff. Um, so everyone was like, oh, cool. This like little 11 year old girl is going to be the new character in Overwatch. And she's going to be like, she's going to, she's going to, because the rumor came out that it was going to be a tank, which would make sense that she would like pilot it almost kind of like a diva kind of situation. Um, I guess that's what I thought in my head at first, but, uh, some stuff's come out recently, um, in like the last day or so. There's been some stuff on the Overwatch Reddit. Well, um, the, the PTR. Well, on the PTR, updated. but yeah, the, yeah, the PTR got updated and and Reddit sort of lit up with uh, some stuff about it because this little girl seems to be from Numbani, um, one of the maps in the game. Uh, Numbani's changed on the PTR, Karen. It has. That's true. Oh boy, something has gone down there. So some, some real shit's gone down. Yeah. 
So basically, the spawn point where the attackers for that particular map spawn is like an airport sort of terminal, and mm-hmm. it is trashed at the moment. Like it there is are trashed. like dismantled omnics or like robot guard things just laying around the area. One because, smashed into the wall. Yep. Because but before the PTR got updated, there was another from the Overwatch like uh, social media platforms. There was another basically a follow-up to that article with the interview with the little girl that was, quote-unquote, breaking news, and it was a picture of, of Numbani. It was like, Numbani has been attacked. Uh, Numbani Airport has been attacked. And it was a picture of, like, basically the wall that when you would spawn in to the uh, attacking spawn point in, in Numbani, it was that wall, and it was a giant circular, like, crater on the wall with one of the what I can only assume is the, uh, which actually, no, it was, the uh, the quadruped robots that were referred to by this young girl um, uh, littered around the place and one slammed in the middle of the circular um, crater. So that leads into the next change, Joel. Yes. Because, so the whole point of Numbani in the past has been escorting the payload to the, you know, the final objective. And contained inside the, the payload is the Gauntlet of Doomfist, which mm. hey, it's it's missing, man. It's gone. It's gone. It it's is been not broken there. open and taken. It's oh boy, oh boy. This this it's, is like oh, this is that Blizzard magic. Just like stuff's happening in the world, things are happening, and we're 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 ready. Like something's going to happen in the next few weeks, and we're going to probably even closer to that. Um, do you think maybe maybe GDC sometime? Isn't GDC over now? Uh oh, it might be over now, isn't it? Yeah, it's usually a couple of days. I don't know. Like, it, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Blizzard to just be like, "Hey, this is happening now," because yep. they they do sort of do their own thing. We'll we'll know when PTR gets updated, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing that that that, that, that big crater that's in the uh, the airport. I mean, obviously, it's something to do with Doomfist because that 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 gauntlet's gone, but. That crater looks very similar to the crater that was created in the uh, the reveal trailer for Overwatch when the little boy puts uh, the teenage boy puts the gauntlet on and then sort of punches basically someone and it leaves a similar sort of crater. It was like okay, so yeah, um, oh boy, like my mind is racing with the possibilities of what this could mean. It's very cool, and I, it's a, an example of how I really like how Overwatch is progressing some of its story stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I like it's 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 almost like it's this parallel world that's happening at the same time as our world, and we're receiving updates about it. Like you know, like the fact that it was like this article it was like, oh, cool, this little article about things, and and then the breaking news picture was, I think, was a great touch. I was like, wow, that's that, and the image itself. If you haven't seen it, and you, I mean, if you're interested in Overwatch, you've probably seen it already. But like, it's the the picture itself is just so striking. And and I, I I can vividly see it in my mind. It's um, oh boy, oh boy. I'm now, excited to see where it's going to go. Can they stick for landing this time, or yeah. will they screw it up like Sombra? That's what I'm wondering. I don't think they're going to screw it up like Sombra. Fingers crossed, I, because that I Sombra think, thing went for six millennia that. and did nothing. Yeah. I think that I think they've they've learned their lesson from that. I hope so. I, I'd like to think they've learned their lesson from that. Um. I think even they, I think they've they've sort of referenced the fact that they've learned their lesson from that. Yeah, I think we uh, discussed in, in it in interviews and things. Yeah, it's it still sticks with me. It does, and I, I 
I do hope this is a start to maybe doing things a bit differently, not doing long-winded as, as much as fun as ARGs can be. I just still don't think they did that one right. But this is cool, like putting out this breaking news picture and then like the PTR has a new, like Nabani's trashed and it's really yep. exciting. Yep. I'm excited again and I'm keen to see when we're going to find out more about what the heck is happening in the world of Overwatch. And I mean, it's been a while since that somber short, so like we're due for a new one. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to be to do with like announcing the new character, but I think it'll be, in my mind, it'll be like another short to do with another character and then this new character will appear in said short so it won't be their short specifically like sombra's was but it'll well, be they'll have something to do with it yeah it's exciting it's interesting um, i i i look forward to new overwatch news when it's yep when it's dealt out at a nice pace and, 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 and in a in a like an approachable way so how, how do you think they should do it then like oh, what do you want them to do for this new character i don't know like well because the the rumor going around is that it's it's going to be a tank yep um oh well okay so i i i i think it's it makes sense for it to be something to do with these robots um that this i can't remember the exact name of the robots that they're called it's like the they've got like a code name basically like bastion has like a like a model name a number basically um what if what if these robots whoever's whoever's got that gauntlet has also got access to these robots now and so we get another villain character cuz i mean we do, we do need a couple more villain characters i mean Som- sombra is a villain character but is she sort of, but that's the thing she's sort of like rogue agent like no she doesn't she doesn't play by anyone's rules but her own so exactly as and it was even shown, basically, in, in her short, really. Yeah, exactly. It's like explicitly mentioned the fact that, like, she... Yeah, she can flip-flop either way. Um, she's out for herself. Uh, so to see another, like, legitimate bad person... Or, I mean, we could get another a good guy, and then eventually... Because, I mean, Jeff Kaplan... The, the other news thing that came out was that the fact that Jeff Kaplan came out and said that, uh, basically, on a... Like a AMA on the Blizzard forums, people are like, "Is Doomfist the next character?" And all he said was, "24 is not who you think." So I mean, that could mean anything. I mean, he said he said 24 is not who you think, and then the interview with this robotics girl came out, and exactly things start, and then now we're at this point with Nambani, so they're definitely gearing up for something. Yeah, yeah, no, and the, the fact that I mean, like when you look back on it now, it's like, all right, cool, so. Jeff Kaplan's done that AMA because obviously he knew people were going to ask about Doomfist and obviously he knows stuff that we don't know. I mean, obviously, because he is the creative director of the game, but like, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously ready to start dishing out some new stuff. So I mean, cause that, that's the thing. Like if he hadn't have said 24 is not who you think, everyone would be saying Doomfist right now. Absolutely. And that's the thing that we're now we're like, all right, well, it's not, but is it, but yeah, are we going to get more than one character? Man, a double character drop would be very interesting. I don't yeah. know if I see it happening. No, it no. would be you, cool. You had an interesting idea before we started about Doomfist. Before we started recording, we were talking about this about the the PVE thing or like the oh, the, the, like yeah, the event I, thing. I think it would be cool since I'm pretty sure I'm pretty almost 100 percent sure I saw Jeff Kaplan say there wouldn't be an Easter event, which is basically right. the next big calendar thing coming up. Exactly. 
And um, it made me wonder. It's like, well, it's a, it's a pretty big gap until the next thing they'll do, which is there, is there winter games this year? Is there no games this year? No, I still think no they'll bring the games year. back somehow. They might just yeah. re, rebrand them. They might do like a, they might do a, maybe they'll do like a once a year thing where it's like for a month you can buy all the skins from the different maybe. events. Maybe. That'd be cool. For like a month. That would be cool actually. But... Like a garage sale or something they could call it. I don't know. I was thinking it would be cool if perhaps how this all ends up playing out is we get the new hero and mm. instead of getting Doomfist as well, we get like a sort of PVE event and like maybe Doomfist becomes the next event oh. and it becomes sort of like a good guy versus bad guy thing. Yeah, I think that would be sort of cool, sort of interesting, mostly just because I am desperate for a new event. It oh, sort yeah. of keeps me back at Overwatch and I, it, based off of the, the Halloween one, as you said last year, we had sort of like the, the testing of the waters for PVE. Mm-hmm. We could yeah, have like a sort of like a, revenge, yeah. yeah, like a boss event against Doom. Doomfist. Yeah, and like like a series of like maybe like missions leading up to it. Yeah, like going through maybe some small some small maps. I don't know. So basic, basically, we want like the, the 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 mission structure of Battleborn, but in Overwatch. I don't know about the mission structure of Battleborn. <laughs> a, a much better streamlined version of the mission structure. Maybe, maybe with Battleborn. some actual level design. Oh yeah, well, obviously. and enemy, and enemies that aren't sponges. Exactly, and, and like fun, but um. So basically, everything that Battleborn isn't. No, but but I mean, like having like a series of like missions leading up to a final boss boss battle with Doomfist. Yeah, I just and think it'd be cool. What if the way that the the thing is like you get to a certain point in that fight where you where you win, but like you can't win that fight. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Doomfist wins basically is the way that that pans out in terms of that narratively wise, uh, narrative wise. Well, and then that starts like the next thing of like, he's back, like he's causing uh, chaos in the universe. Maybe I was just more so thinking this would be a good chance to sort of wrap up the Doom Doomfist stuff. But yeah, again, true. Like that would be cool as well. Like to open up that part. I, Imagine I, down the track, like that they did something like that, and that's like Overwatch's version of Cataclysm. Yeah, and it's like Doomfist is back, baby, and he is causing mayhem. Like all the maps are changed; they're all trashed. And, like, we lose a character. We've talked about that before, about them potentially killing a character and not being able to play as that character again. Please be May. Please be May. Please be May. Please be May. Please just kill her. Um, but, like, I mean, that 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 is a possibility, and it's a very Blizzard thing to do. Like, that would be I don't know if we'll get it. If, we, if they'll kill a character, it would be very cool. I mean, I don't want to say, oh, but, man, cool. It would be so interesting if they did to be like, no, you can't play this character anymore. It'd they're, be they're gone. ballsy. Like, it'd be super ballsy. That'd be... Please be, I, May. Please be May. Just kill I, May. Just I don't kill think it's going to happen anytime soon. I think that's like, you know, a year or two down the track. Yeah. I mean, Overwatch when, is barely a year old at this point. When maybe when, like, the, like player numbers are starting to dwindle quite drastically and they're like, all right, we need to shake this up massively. We need to get this back in. Because that would... Like, I mean, this is a fucking... An article and a breaking news picture that has come out so far and we're like oh my god like you know we're back in so to imagine fair, something like of this scale like to the next level i mean to be fair didn't league of legends like league of legends has done this in the past yeah i think in terms of the narrative but i think you can still play as those characters like they yeah but they sort of like rebooted the lore yeah I, i'd like to see overwatch sort of I don't, I don't know i like the idea of overwatch having arcs 
Like, yeah. I'm, I'm talking like Dragon Ball Z style sagas. Yeah, like, you know, there's like a Dark Ages part where like, you know, Overwatch is back together, but like, you know, in terms of like Winston and and uh, and Tracer and all those kind of guys, like the OG I just, guys. I just want but more, like, more stuff because I love the Overwatch stories. But I mean, like, but imagine it would be like a, like a Days of Future Past sort of situation where like they are the outcasts, like people, I mean, that already happened, I guess, in the thing, but like taking it to the next level of like people they had to be in hiding they are going to only come out the bad guys are winning they are taking over it's like it's like, it's like star wars but with overwatch there's so many things that i'm just running through my head now we've opened the floodgates car and it's 2:30 in the morning and my my mind is racing about where overwatch could go hopefully hopefully good places i think so i think it's going to be good places this is a good start this is a much better this is a, i feel like this is a more promising start than how all the somber stuff started yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I think they've definitely learned their lesson. We we have a we have a, a tangible thing to sort of be excited about, as opposed to like little, little things. Be like, oh, if you, uh, figure out this code. We're not. Okay. We're, we're not. Yeah, we're not waiting on like a, a, a select group of people to dish out the information to us. Yeah, this exactly. This is coming straight from the source. Yeah, it's like here's here's this picture. PTR changes the map. It's like, oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Yeah. We doing this. We doing this. Yeah, it's like this, this, is, is, this happening. is happening. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, Karen. That's um, it's a pretty good, pretty good spot to leave it. I reckon. You don't, don't yeah. you think? No, that's that's fine by me. I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Yes. All right, take us home, Karen. Ah, uh, okay, I will do that. Thank you for listening, everyone. We obviously always appreciate it. If you want to keep up to date with what we are talking about or blabbering about, you can follow us on Twitter. And you can like us on Facebook. Both those accounts are just straight, plain dialogue options. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty simple, pretty easy. We like to That's keep it easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always drop us an email if you want to yell at us or recommend something to us to play or you want to get out. You want to talk to us? We'll probably respond. i got time. Oh, yeah. yeah, if I'm not working, I don't do anything else. Like, I just think uh, about video games or play video games or talk to my friends about video games, really. Exactly. I'll be like, a new friend, yeah. <laughs> So you can reach us via email, dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Yes. As for, you know, individually, you can follow me at X on Twitter, where I'm, I don't know what I'm tweeting about right now. I was tweeting a lot about Neo the other week because I'm still, I like it and I don't like it and I like it and I don't like yeah. it. But, okay. uh, and right now I'm just thinking about Switch, just tweeting about Switch and oh, GIFs. Yeah. GIFs and Switch, basically. That's what I can bring to the table for you. <laughs> uh, and you can follow Joel... At Jolly Mac, where I'll be passively, aggressively tweeting my opinions about, <laughs> you know, the internet in general, I guess. That's how you Twitter. That's, yeah, I, I'm doing it. I finally got it, Karen. I finally you, got it, you got it, Dan. You got to figure it out. I yeah. must say that I really like the fact that, like, the way that we <laughs> announce our Twitter handles is that we talk about what we've tweeted. <laughs> Uh, it's I, like a teaser. It's like if you want more of that, come and hit us up. Like, if you want to, if you want to see me tweeting gifts, you can easily find me. Who, yeah, that's the other reason Twitter exists. So, so I can, so we can tweet gifts. Absolutely, absolutely. I I just tweeted the Switch gift the other day because I like looking at that animation. Oh, <laughs> that, so that little good. click. Oh man, I saw that. Um, I, I must admit, I stopped for about thirty seconds and watched it on loop. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, mm, it's just beautiful. Like beautiful. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but anyway, so that's it for us this week. Uh, don't forget to listen next week when we'll be talking and gushing and loving the Switch and Zelda. Don't hate Soon. us if there's no episode because we've been playing Zelda because it could happen. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm going to want to talk about Zelda a whole that's lot. That's true. Yeah. I, yeah. Even, I'm, even I'm if it's excited. just me talking into my microphone for like an hour, 
And it's just like me reading an essay that I wrote in crayon about Zelda and how good it is. I'm like, that's that's what it's going to be. That'll <laughs> be it. All pictures. And that'll be your Twitter for next week. It'll just yeah, be your, your just crayon Zelda. drawing hey, pictures. Yeah. Joel, I'll be able to sh- we'll be sharing screenshots from Zelda. <gasps> oh boy. I'm going to clog up my, I'm going to clog my like remaining 10 gig of switch memory with just pictures. I'm going to, oh, that reminds me. I've got to buy a new memory card this week. <sighs> there was a good deal going the other day I saw on Amazon, I think. Oh, I don't know if it's still there. It was like for, I think it was for a 200, uh, 128 gig one, I think. Yeah, actually, I think I saw that as well. Yeah, I was tempted. Uh, anyway, th- we're getting off track. We're, cool. we're done now. We're finished. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we'll catch you next week. Until then, we'll let our wonderful theme song, Strike Witches Get Bitches by Azure Flux, take mm-hmm. us out. And yeah, we'll catch you next week. Stay up. Bye.